Hey, one of the reasons Kentucky Fried Chicken stopped using the word or Kentucky Fried Chicken is because the state of Kentucky wanted to charge them royalties to use the name Kentucky. So it had nothing to do with fried, it had nothing to do with chicken, it had to do with Kentucky. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Getting ready for the football weekend. Super Bowl this weekend, man. Are you excited? Yeah. You know what I've got going on? A little Super Bowl party. One of your infamous Super Bowl parties? It's never going to live up to that famous Super Bowl party. We'll try. We'll see what we can do. No, you know, I saw your uh, mass email. You're inviting quite a few people. I'm actually kind of jealous. I wish I I wish I could attend. But this sounds like it's going to be a big Super Bowl party. You probably got like 20 people. Are you cooking? Are you like cooking the food? Are you making your own seven-layer wackerly bean dip? I think I'm going to make chili, and then I'm making everybody else bring food. It's Partially true. because of the fiasco from the previous party where I made all the food and nobody came. Yeah, actually. I, mean, I, I don't even know if there's if it's necessary to even recount that, that, that story. No, it's not. Because we've, how many, we've discussed it so many times. How many NFL teams does Los Angeles have? I don't know. Like three? No, zero. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, used to zero. have one. I, I heard they might be getting the Raiders, I heard. Are you guys going to watch figure skating since it's Super Bowl weekend and you guys don't do NFL? And we don't have a football team. Yeah, are the 49ers yeah. in the Super Bowl, actually? Are the Oakland <laughs> Raiders in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Speaking Sometime of which, soon which, they will be. which uh, squadron are you rooting for? Oh, uh, I think the Green Bay Packards. You like the Packers? Ben, ben Roethlisberger is kind of a dickhead rapist or something. and uh, yeah, I like Big Ben. You like him? Yeah, I don't even know any. I, I don't even know anybody who's on the Packers. That's just um, I don't know. It just seems more like a down home team. You know, there, there's a. I don't like the Packers. I'm I'm definitely rooting for the Steelers, but I don't dislike yeah. the Packers like I dislike New England or dislike. Oh no no no. Yeah, you know, like uh, or I, I don't I don't even like the Indianapolis Colts, and I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But the, the Green Bay Packers, I don't dislike. I, in this matchup, I prefer the Steelers. But what's cool about Green Bay? They're the only team in the NFL, I was talking to somebody about this, where the town owns a piece of the team. There's no, like, really rich, white, you know, um, uh, elitist that owns the whole team. Executive. Yeah. It's, instead, it's well, just they are, the, all the townspeople are white, though. <laughs> well, they're all white, but I'm just saying everybody, like, uh, maybe they're taxed. I don't know how it works, but everyone owns a piece of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I like them because Brett Favre isn't on the team anymore. <laughs> But no, it should be. It definitely should be a good game. I'm kind of jealous. It's the first year I don't have anything to do with Super Bowl. I have nothing to do, nothing planned for the Super Bowl. In fact, I have to escape my own house to watch a Super Bowl. <laughs> do you have like one of those grids, and just every square has your name in it? <laughs> <laughs> you call More that a pool. 
No, yeah. no. Okay, so this year, you know, I'm I'm living in a new town. And I don't know that many people here, and of the friends I do know, none of them really care much about football at all. And coupled that with it's my girlfriend's birthday this weekend, so she's going to have friends in from out of town, and uh, they don't care about football. And they were all going out getting drunk, and that, that's another thing that's kind of annoying about her birthday. It always lands on Super Bowl weekend. And usually uh-huh. she's, like, kind of hungover, but we'll go hang out for Super Bowl or, or then just, like, crash all day, and then I'll go watch Super Bowl. And that's kind of what I was planning to do is, like, we're going to go get drunk Saturday night. Then Sunday I was like, I'll just have a Super Bowl by myself. Make some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Make some chili. Right. And just kind of hang out and watch Super Bowl. But instead she's like, well, no, we want to hang out and watch girly movies all day. It's like mm-hmm. her, her gay friends and, like, a few of her good girlfriends. And I was like, well, you guys could watch the Super, Super Bowl's got commercials that that gay guys would like and chicks there's a halftime show black eyed peas yeah i was like no this might be fun she was like no we're not watching the super bowl so i'm I'm just gonna escape i'm gonna go across the street you know there's kind of a there's a couple dive bars in the hood i might just go there and watch super bowl well what about your little room there (laughs) can't you put a set up a tv in there I, I, I guess I could set up a TV in the janitor's closet, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather. I need you need camaraderie when you watch, the, you know, football. I, don't like I agree. Football That's why I'm hoping myself. people actually come to my party this year. Although one thing that will be missing Wackerly from the from the Super Bowl, although I, I don't even think that you you pay enough attention to even notice, is uh, this going to be? A historical Super Bowl. I don't, I don't even know. Is it Super Bowl 50-something? Who knows? 42, 43? I have no idea what it is. I think it is 40-something. It's, it's 40-something. But this is going to be the first Super Bowl that both teams will have no cheerleaders. It's the first Super Bowl that there will, no, there will be no cheerleaders at the game. Uh, so these are the women for our fans in Australia and... Uh, they have cheerleaders. England. They, they have cheerleaders for rugby, do. don't they? I don't think they do. These are the women who are poor. They're not super uh, skimpily clad. They're scantily but clad. They're, they got their scantily, that's what I meant. They're not really, though. I mean, you could think of a lot worse. Um, and and they think do of a lot little, better. They do, they do dances on the side, right? Well, like they do cheers. Dances. And I, th- I think it's held over from, I mean... High school, like there's high school football and basketball has their cheerleaders and college is kind of a big deal. I just think in in professional sports, it's kind of uh, diminished. The popularity of cheerleading is diminished. I don't think people really pay attention. I I, I question the relevance of the cheerleader in this day and age. You rarely see them on TV. That's why I think I've forgotten about them at the football. You see them more at uh, basketball games, pro basketball, because the camera isn't panning back and forth across such a large expanse you know the court is smaller so you kind of always are seeing them there in the corner and they're i don't even know where they stand in the nfl you know i don't know do, do they like stand in different corners of the field i don't I, know you know you don't even see them like doing flips or cheers do they come out during halftime do they i don't i don't even know the last time i was at an nfl game I could barely see the players, much less the. I mean, I was so far up in the stands, like much less the suit of the cheerleaders. You know, I've never been to an NFL game that, and actually had a good seat where I could see, you know, the cheerleaders, no, or, even the ball. But I've been to a couple college games where oh, yeah. um, I've kind of. I remember um, I went to the Rose Bowl a few years ago. Where Michigan just got uh, annihilated by uh, the Trojans. 
USC mm-hmm. Trojans. And at that game, I was down, like, I don't know, we were pretty close, like, to uh, the field. And right in front of the Michigan cheerleaders. And we're watching. It was kind of funny, too, because I didn't realize that they had dude cheerleaders. But these are the type of dudes. Oh yeah, they gotta hold. They get. They get. They gotta hold up the ladies by their vagina, basically, right? They just like bowling ball grip them somehow. Well, you know, did you ever have a a male cheerleader in high school? Was there a male cheerleader that cheerleaded for like football or basketball? Not in my grade, but I think the grade below me. I seem to remember him running around the field with a giant flag or those pep rallies that they made you go to. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. I, I just remember when I was a senior in high school, there was a freshman guy that uh, was on the... And you uh, tried out. They couldn't deny him. I think they... I don't know if he was on oh, like, no. the varsity level, but he was definitely a cheerleader, and everybody made fun of this guy on a daily basis. Hourly and basis, one, I would say. And once again, this is one of those things where looking back, it would be like, well, yeah, but I get to hang out with all the cheerleaders every day, totally. and what are you... I mean, you're like grabbing ass in the gym with all the other wrestlers... Good luck with that. <laughs> exactly, you know? I mean, but I mean, if, if yeah, no, Might be I mean, a good idea. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You look at it, uh, you know, if you look back at it, it's just like, yeah, it would have made sense to do that. It probably would have ended up scoring yeah. with some chicks, but well, even but if that, we didn't, I mean, it's like, look who's on the bottom of the pyramid with all these, you know. Yeah, with all these chicks on right. top, and and in college too. I mean, here they are, like you know, one hand holding up their uh, vag and uh, balancing right. girl on one hand, and those are the type of dudes that I wouldn't make fun of. Because they no. would beat the shit out of you or me. They're huge. The ones in college. Yeah, the, the guys in college are massive. Yeah, they're like the gymnast dude, big, huge gymnast dudes in the off season. They cheerlead or something like that. I mean, there's not a doubt in my mind that they're still flaming, but they're you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go and uh, and and make a comment about how uh, gay they are because they're cheerleaders. But anyway, it's I just feel like in college it's more pronounced. Cheerleaders come out, and they do a little halftime show, they're running up and down, and think it's. You know, they rouse the crowd. I just think in the NFL, you don't need them. There's too much other stuff going on now. The crowd is already roused and drunk as fuck. They're getting wasted. They have a lot of money riding on this game. Who cares about that chick? She's just scantily clad. She's not naked. And you got John Madden going on and on about nothing. You know, you've got the other announcers. You've got the... there's There's Now they have some hot chick that's on the field who's actually a reporter... Like, you can look at her her tits, right? Is that the chick that Brett Favre was sending pictures of his dick to? <laughs> she was, but there's a ton of them, what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's one. You know, every, every uh, station and every game has a different one. It seems. Yeah, it has a different hot chick. I, you know, I love when they go and interview the players, either before or after the game, but in the locker room. Because right. you just see the players just walking by, fucking take off their towels, like, hey, what's right. up? Just making her feel as uncomfortable as possible. Well, yeah, it's equal. I think it's warranted, right? though. I think that is yeah, warranted. Yeah, you do. You know, if, Get if out of my going... fucking locker room, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Well, so the, the reason that there's no cheerleaders here, um, and I was wondering, like, what happened? I mean, are, are the teams cheap? Do they not want to pay for it? Do they realize there... that their cheerleaders are irrelevant? Is there some disgruntled, old, like, hairy-armpitted, hairy-legged, you know, feminist behind all this? Yeah, yeah. What? I wonder. <laughs> like, hey, and did, did Gloria Steinem buy a football team? I, d- I don't know. I, I, I wonder. Um, at first, I was wondering, like, what caused them not to have any cheerleaders? Well, it turns out it, it pretty much was an organizational decision. I mean, the Packers dumped their cheerleaders after 1988 when they did surveys showing that most of the, um, the uh, attendees didn't really care. They couldn't care less whether they were cheerleaders or not. No one really paid attention to them. 
Well, in Green Bay, it's so cold that like the the cheerleaders probably have parkas on ninety percent of the time. So, what's to even look at? Like some women are doing a dance, fully clothed. Great. They just look like tents. Yeah. Around. Uh, they currently borrow cheerleaders from two local colleges, but will not be bringing bringing them to Dallas here because the, the game's in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, oh. which is also kind of controversial because the uh, the Cowboys Stadium has the world's most famous cheerleaders. Well, the Steelers dropped the Steelerettes in 1970 with little fanfare. Um, to be, it was an organizational decision, and that was it. I mean, people just didn't really care about having uh, cheerleaders. And you wonder, I mean, how much money does it save the team? Well, there's a ton of them. There's at least 20, and then there's probably like a bench of at least 10 or maybe 20 more. And they they got to be making like at least 30 grand, right? Or why would probably. anybody do it? Yeah, thirty to forty thousand dollars. I'm sure that um, you know you, you got to buy another five thousand dollar leg warmer for uh, Ben Roethlisberger, or uh, <laughs> for which leg is third leg? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure, the I mean, the rats. NFL players just aren't paid enough. Uh, you, you can't yeah, spare right. that money no. for um, for for the for the cheerleaders here. Well, you could you could like put some more gold toilets in the owner's box. Where yeah. he sits, where he sits, not his wife's vagina. <laughs> um, but, but if in America's, if America's most popular sporting event can survive without cheerleaders, why even have them in other sports? It seems like people just don't really care anymore. And uh, it, I, it, I still, I still maintain that I think they're more important in um, in basketball. Like the, you know, the great Paula Abdul. She was a Lakers of, chick, wasn't she? She was a Laker girl, and that's how she became famous. So I think, like, the Laker cheerleaders is, like, an important stepping stone for for retarded starlets to begin their retarded, you know, fame journey. So it's a stepping stone to American Idol judge. Uh, but people... I don't know of any other NBA cheerleaders that are, like, well-known like that. But I guess I just I, – I hate basketball, so what do I know? I think they start a cheerleader, then they go on to penthouse. I think it's a step. You're in front you're of you're a Clippers man, aren't you? <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm, I'm all about the Lakers. Um, Clippers, you got to go for the Clippers, man. Just be like the biggest Clippers fan ever. That would be awesome, dude. I'm still rooting for the Globetrotters. One day they're going <laughs> to win. You know, I, I have a lot of money riding on them. They're a damn really? good squadron. Yeah, but so people say that cheerleading is bigger in other parts of the country, um, like in Texas or Oklahoma, where it's oh, like big yeah. football wow. places. I'm sure there's a lot of correlation between <clears throat> cheerleading being very important and like beauty pageants being very important. You know, like pageants of women that look like they are back in the 50s still, even though it's 2011. <laughs> yeah, it's just so you think of this day and age, I just feel it's, it's become obsolete. But um, you know, one one of the someone mentions that the uh, the show uh, Friday Night Lights. Did you ever see that? It's a TV's football drama. I think it started as a movie, right? And then they made a t- really successful TV show out of it, I think. But the main fe- female character was a cheerleader, but now she's a team manager. And so I think the football that, team. Yeah, she's the football team manager. And I think that's, Wait, wait, I don't, I don't understand. So she started as a cheerleader, and I think Wait, back, but a woman manages a football team? I don't yeah, you're not no, that, making any sense. That's another hurdle that I I, I mentally is difficult to uh, fathom, but uh hmm. That that's the thing. I think they they want to show they don't want women rooting on strong men. They want strong women leading men, and that's why I feel I feel like women th- this day and age are, are I feel 
They they think that the um, seeing these cheerleaders are scantily clad, rooting with their pompons, it's degrading. Uh huh. I do like those underpants they wear, though. See, I don't like the underwear. Why not? Because it's not underwear. They're wearing a skirt. I find it titillating. titillating. No, it's they're called lollipops, I believe, which I find. I don't very even know how you enticing. know that. How do you know that? Because it's sexy. <laughs> do you make your girlfriend you know, their dress skirt up flips as a cheerleader? up and they have a little colored ass. <laughs> I don't like that. I wish, though, I, I wish my girlfriend would have wore those for me. You watch these cheerleaders cheer, and then they do a flip or something. You're like, sweet dude, I get a glimpse of her snatch. And then you realize, you, you oh, want, wait, you really no, she's wearing see, like, a skirt. A roast beef. You really want to see the full fucking roast beef sandwich with Arby sauce? Just a glimpse no, of it. I want to see. I want to see it. I mean, I, that's why no, I look I at a penthouse. It's more titillating uh, with with the lollipop on, I believe. But you know, the, the penthouse doesn't have the gaping gash right in the front page. So you gotta, no, that, you gotta. Even you when you get to the but... pictorial, you gotta get to like the third or fourth picture before you see that. And I think if if they just weren't wearing underwear. It would be just inappropriate. I I actually kind of I I kind of see I understand where you're going with that. I understand where you're going with that. But but look at it from my perspective. I feel that if they want to bring back cheerleading, if they want to make it uh, interesting, if they want to make it exciting for us again, right. I think they need you're to lose. Free I think advice? they need to lose the whole outfit. I, I have a couple ideas here that that could make. I mean, right now cheerleading seems it seems to be irrelevant. It seems to be um, a thing of the past. There seems to be it's something that's relegated to football. Stayed, exactly. And I think to, to give the spice back to cheerleading, they need to change it up a bit. Um, first of all, I would say it, it might be interesting. I'd definitely watch it if they put spiked leg jewelry on them, much like they do on cocks when cocks are fighting. You know, you know what I'm talking roosters, about? Roosters, you mean? Roosters, whatever. Roosters, <laughs> yeah. cocks. At a cock fight, they put like these spiked bracelets on. Yeah. So if the girls were doing flips and you had to land, you had to catch them in a certain position so you didn't get impaled. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you be watching? Wouldn't you be paying a little more attention? Right, but it, it might, I might pay too much attention and not even watch the game at that point. I'm because talking about a halftime show, maybe. Or oh, a halftime during show. A, during a timeout, they do a quick little flip and then okay. land, and they got to like catch right, them because sure. they have these seven-inch black metal spikes sticking out of uh-huh. their, their legs. I think that might be interesting. <laughs> okay. How about uh, piggyback fights on the, on the, on the uh, shoulders of the mascots? You mean they like... The mascot comes out, and a cheerleader from each team gets on the shoulders of the mascot, and then they try and claw each other's eyes out. I'm thinking more along the lines of ultimate fighting because ultimate fighting is really popular this, you know, these days, and everybody loves yeah, to see some crossover action. I see what you're saying. So you get a chick, and uh, you know she's scantily clad. She's on top of the what a furry mascot, and they're just running at each other like you know the, how they used to do it with knights back in the day, the piggyback fight. Jousting. 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 Yeah. Maybe even give them a joust. That's a good idea, Wackerly. Uh, it's not called a joust. It's called a lance. A lance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that. <laughs> oh wow! How 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 do you know that, there, Wacker? I don't know. I picked it up somewhere. Just heard it. I think these finally, are great ideas. I, th- I think the third idea here, though, is the, uh, the, the this takes the cake. I think the third idea is the idea that could revolutionize cheerleading throughout the country. And I'm not even talking if, about this country. Starts if here. they pi- if they pick these up, these ideas of yours. I want some in credit. ten years, are you going to be known as the godfather of cheerleading? I, you know, if it's like if it's like my third idea, I wouldn't mind. I, okay. I, I, I seriously would not mind to be known as the godfather of this. Mud wrestling. Not cheerleading. Mud wrestling. 
Well, that's just, just a to have a pit together. Have a pit of mud off the side and have them just go at it while the whole time like cheering the team, but just go at it. And instead of having them wear their skorts and the sweaters that you like, and it's all not that, a skirt. You keep calling it a skirt. It's not. A, I don't approve of skirts. I want to make this clear. Skirt is something different than those cheerleading underpants. Okay, what did you call them? Like lollipops or whatever. Lollipops. Yeah. Okay, instead of okay, instead of wearing the lollipops, I'm thinking g-string. All right, you're pretty much gonna see a roast beef sandwich if they're wearing a g-string. They the, could start the out. Okay, they could have a, they could have their um their skirt or their lollipop, and then underneath g-string lollipop gets ripped off g-string. See there now, I think you're talking. Now you're onto something. Because how about you, this? You involve you involve what I like, and you involve what you like. All right, how about this? Body paint of the team's color. Just no uniform at all. Yeah. This is not like an ever-evolving concept here. I think this <laughs> Although, is working. I have to say, I think that the remember the XFL. Oh yeah, that didn't fare too well. <laughs> well, I think they tried the slutty cheerleader uh, route, and yeah, they didn't. It didn't turn out so good for them. Did they try they the cockfighting like cheerleaders? Season? No, but the other the slutty parts they did. Okay, well remember maybe they, maybe, maybe I crashed a blimp into Oakland. <laughs> maybe that I might need great. to work on the idea a bit better. But all I'm saying is that there's there's still some potential for cheerleaders. And I think it's kind of a tragedy to cut them out altogether. Because then you're, it's just like, it, it makes it just like, there's just too much testosterone out there on the field. Well, I'm, I'm just rooting crowd. for it. I'm just rooting for it because in 2031, I want to be watching an NFL game and have the announcer go, And in the stands today, we have D. Simon, the godfather <laughs> of modern American cheerleading. And you can, like, stand up. You'll be super old and shaky and just put your hand up. I'll put my cane great. up, my golden yeah. cane. <laughs> just like a, like a cock. <laughs> everyone, will cheer. everyone will thank me. You can see that. I'll be like Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Mind the me. crowd will go wild. <clears throat> well, actually, I, I do hope uh, your, your favorite squadron wins and, and the Super Bowl party goes well. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this week's game. Yeah, I hope your Super Bowl one. closet does well, too. Yeah, you know, you know I think the uh, janitor closet, I might maybe put some streamers in here, get some, uh, get some beer, you know, I got, uh, a case of nat- natural ice, maybe, Natty Light. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds yeah, like that might work. So this is episode 263 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show, episode 262, we did three listener stories. Listener one sent a story... It's Always Sunny in Philly's Abortion Clinics. Uh, listener 2 oh, says yes. a story about a disinvited party farter in Seattle. And uh, Listener 3 says a story about that. Japanese do-it-yourself surgery. No surprise there. It's Always Sunny and Philly's Abortion Clinics came in first, actually. A lot of people voted for that story. So uh, congratulations there, Listener 1, who sent that story in. You won yourself a fine sick and wrong care package. It's better than a free abortion. Yeah. So, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes, and winner does win a Sick and Wrong prize. You can send your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit them via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong forum. Wacken, we've got some good stories here for uh, this week's show, 263. Before we get to that, how about a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. I guess we have two more weeks of this promotion here, the special Valentine's Day promotion. A little less than two weeks. It's the third already, so we have So we have one more days. show to promote this, yeah. Yeah. So people, now's your chance to make this Valentine's Day one that you'll never forget. And I'm not talking about like a 
tattoo, you know, of her name on your dick or anything like that. I'm talking about an amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Uh, right now, through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off any item. Go to AdamandEve.com. Uh, there's 18,000 adult entertainment products to buy, toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. Seemingly. It's, it is... It is... There is an end, actually. Yeah, there is an end Do to it. it. Um, and there's more. With every order, you get a free romance kit. And it's uh, the kit includes a toy for him, a massager for her, and a little something that both of you can enjoy together. And another I need to make a disclaimer here. The yeah. romance kit is not to be used for bromance. No, it's not a bromance that? kit. That's for sure. No. This is for you and your lady. And that's not all. They also throw in free shipping for the entire order. So go to adamandeve.com for the special Valentine's offer. Good through today through February 14th. 50% the off free one shipping item. is cool. If you're, if you're going to buy like 50 pounds of dildos, the free shipping really adds up. Well, th- think about how much that could cost, especially if you live in like somebody like Alaska or something, you know? Imagine when Sarah Palin orders. She's probably like, sweet, I'll type in diddle and not have to pay all this money. <laughs> Yeah, the interesting thing about Sarah Palin is she doesn't order 50 pounds of dildos. It's just one 50-pound dildo <laughs> because her <laughs> vagina is so loose. So people, go to adamandeve.com, type in diddle when you check out, and uh, yeah, go get your romance kit today. This story was uh, sent in by Alex. Alex says, Wackerly needs to get this paralyzer drug so he can get laid. You know, I don't... It would help. Yeah, you know, it would help, but I don't think you need, I don't think you need the assistance of a, you know, a, a prescription drug. No, Jägermeister works fine. Yeah, Jägermeister or uh, what's that stuff? The, um, Spanish Fly, don't you still use that? Right. Well, that gets them horny. It doesn't quite knock them out, though. I, I need the knockout for the to make the touchdown. I think you can reel them in the with that, the show. that brute by Fabergé. That always works. Oh, Dracar Noir. <laughs> There's a lot of things I can use. Old Spice. English leather. <laughs> Tell me you have old... some English leather in the bathroom right now, do you? Oh, I got them all. You gotta, you gotta match it to your mood, baby. <laughs> So I think this is in uh, Oak Ridge, Missouri. An Oak Ridge doctor defends the cavity search in trial of a man who he paralyzed for the exam. When now, he... was this one of the Oak Ridge boys? <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a large beard? I'm sure there's probably three listeners out there that might get that reference. If you are but, um... really old and ever listen to country music... In the far past. But this is uh, early 80s country music. Yeah. Maybe we can end the show with an Oak Ridge Boys song. Yeah, you know, we we almost should. Elvira, remember that song? (laughs) Yep. And we should probably end the show with Elvira. Sorry, I'll let you read on. Uh, When it came to the extraordinary move to paralyze a man to search his body for drugs, this doctor did not hesitate. Wow. The exam was going to occur... With or without his consent, said Dr. Michael LaPaglia. Sounds like the TSA. Yeah, more or less. I'm surprised the TSA actually doesn't do this. Um, they, well, they didn't, now they have the idea in their mind. It sounds like this doctor might be working for the TSA after this trial, though. Felix, I give it two more years. 
Felix Booker's defense attorney is hoping a jury hearing about the most controversial warrantless body cavity search in law enforcement history will do what a federal judge would not. They're hoping that they toss out the charge against 21-year-old Booker, who intended to sell 5.7 grams of crack that was hidden in his rectum. In prison. In prison. Probably make a lot so of money off of that. But they're making the point that they didn't have a warrant? I, I thought once you were sort of get it going into prison that they're just going to do full body cavity search no Actually, matter as what. as a matter of fact, as I read on, he wasn't in prison. He was oh. arrested. Oh, he's just they, in, like, the holding tank. In the holding tank. And that's oh. what I'm wondering. Like, what rights do you have when you're arrested? Like, let's say you're arrested, drinking, and driving. Do you have to submit to a cavity search? Oh, that's a good... I, I know nothing about the law. I, I, I mean, I think you have some rights, but not a lot. I mean, I know a prisoner... A prisoner doesn't have any rights. If you're in prison for murder... And someone, and they decide to search you, I, th- I think you have to strip and get hosed down and covered in lice powder or whatever they do to you there. Your but, rights have been forfeit. Yeah, because you're yeah. crying. But I think if, if, if you're arrested, I thought you still had rights. I didn't know they could just forcibly give you a paralysis drug and then shove their hand up your ass. But apparently they can. Well, there's that whole probable... Prob- is it probable cause? What's the thing that they can come into your house if, like, your window's open and they see, you know... That's probable like cause. A nucle- if they smell a nuclear marijuana. Bomb, or if they see, you know, like a nuclear... Or, like, a whole pile of anthrax powder on your kitchen table. Is yeah. that probable cause or that's something else? Well, I guess is it's it... probable cause. Yeah, you know... I think there's I, a different word for it, though. I, I think in, in those circumstances, uh, police can actually violate your, 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 your civil liberties. But this yeah. guy, I think, brought it on himself, if you ask me. 21-year-old Booker was a passenger in a car that was stopped by police officer Daniel Steakley. Steakley found a small amount of marijuana in the car. He said that he let the driver, a relative of Booker's, go because he was being cooperative. Mm-hmm. But he arrested Booker, who objected to the search, and had $1,700 in cash in his pocket. <laughs> so, apparently, I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, that if you're a, a passenger in a car, and you get pulled over. Like, if you're, if you're a passenger in, in, a, in a car, and you get pulled over, and the driver gets a, a, you know, a breathalyzer, the passenger, I thought they'd just let the passenger go. Haven't you ever seen cops? Come on. What no. do they do to the passenger? Can they they can search you just because you're in the car? Yeah, especially if they found they found drugs in the car. They can search all people in the car. Yeah, I mean if there's drugs in the car, they have probable cause. PC, but they can't they call it now. search you though. I, I think they can make you empty your pockets. I don't know. I think they do. I, I mean, they they obviously thought the dude had something up his ass. They didn't just like they weren't on an exploratory journey up his butthole. They, they really thought something was up there to go to all this trouble, right? Well, my contention is I think he put his butthole or he put the drugs up his ass after the fact here. Because oh, after his arrest, it. officers noticed that he was unusually fidgety and temporarily barricaded himself in an interview room. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in that interview. Don't they have cameras? I've seen The Shield. Don't they have cameras that, 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 that records everything that goes on in those interview rooms? Until Vic Mackey pulls the cord to the, the camera cord. out and beats the shit out of you. Fucking <laughs> smacks his dick in your face. There's no good cop, bad cop with Vic Mackey. It's just bad cop, bad cop. It's all bad cop, yeah. 
Um, Booker struggled with jailers after a strip search at the Anderson County Jail. And according to Jailer Shelton here, he was strapped naked into a safety chair before oh, yeah, being called um, to the, uh, medical, uh, the Methodist Medical Center emergency room. Once I've seen there, that safety chair on one of those prison shows. It's crazy. What is the safety chair? Is it gay? I it picture... just completely immobilizes you. It's like a wheelchair and you're completely is immobilized. Is it a gurney? It's like you're... No, it's a chair. Because okay. I, think, I think when you put somebody in the gurney laying down, that like makes them freak out even more, and the chair is supposed to like calm you down, but you cannot move any part of your body. So I don't understand. Is it like an Iron, you know, an, an iron Maiden chair? Like I, what kind of chair you can't move around? Or what about your neck? Can you move your neck? No, everything. There's like a strap on your neck, a strap on your upper arm, a strap on your lower arm. I think your forehead is strapped back. Your legs are strapped down. Everything is strapped. God, that sounds so safe. (laughs) (laughs) So he was hauled into uh, the medical center here as emergency room. Once there, the shackled handcuff booker was given a dose of a muscle relaxant after the doctor, LaPaglia, insisted that Booker clenched his buttocks to thwart a cavity search. (laughs) So he's in the immobilization chair, but he's still clenching his buttocks like, you're not going to get me, coppers. (laughs) He's still defiant, you know? Yeah. Fighting that battle. He still had enough voluntary consciousness to clench his muscles. So he decided to paralyze the patient and retrieve the object. I really hope that one day I never have to come to that decision. Unless I'm managing, you know, a group of cheerleaders, hot cheerleaders that are mud wrestling. And, you know, one of the, you know, items that I bought them, like a pom-pom or something, goes missing. I might have Uh to do that. I'm not going to want to. Yeah, go on. Go on with the story. A booker is injected with drugs to render him unconscious and paralyzed. A breathing tube was placed down his throat because he could no longer breathe on his own. If you ask me, that's that's, that's a bit extreme. Um, They use that good muscle relaxer, the (laughs) chronic, I think they call it. Yeah, the kind that stops your lungs. Just relaxes you so much. Uh, LaPaglia recovered the cocaine, and Booker is sent back to jail. Um, The assistant... A U.S. attorney here said that uh, sent LaPaglia to the witness stand to shore up her contention that the search was medically necessary. Um, He says, if I did not do the rectal exam and he overdosed on some medication, it would have been my fault. But the fact of the matter is, he did not overdose. Uh, The defense here is questioning the doctor's judgment, noting that the doctor had been accused of smoking weed and engaging in inappropriate conduct with a 16-year-old psychiatric patient two weeks before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the worst uh, when you're when you're sitting up there you're in the witness stand and you 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 give your contention you lay out your points you're saying you know it's medically necessary a trained doctor and then they pull out well two weeks ago you're diddling a 16 year old psychiatric patient objection <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> i want that stricken from the record i'm an oak ridge boy god damn it look at this beard so i do what i want i think out of all the many years of being a I guess a connoisseur of the sick and wrong story here. We've been doing this show for five years. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen such an egregious violation of our own civil liberties. Mm. Just because I have a bad memory, I'm willing to agree, but okay. I mean, when's, you know, how, at what point, you know, should they draw the line? It's like, I mean, those drugs must have been pretty far up his ass. I mean, he must have gone in there like a good, you know, six, six inches, maybe. I just think he had a very good clinch. I mean, if you've got a good clinch, you're not getting in there at all. I mean, they could have been one inch. If you're really, if you're really, you know, 
tightening the ring, nobody's getting in there. Believe me, I've tried. I, <laughs> there's no <laughs> amount of lube. If, if the partner is unwilling, there's no amount of lube that's going to help. I'm going to take your word on that. But uh, I feel that they should have, like, the finger test. Like, if you can shove your entire index finger up there and not feel any cocaine, then just let them go. And if it's beyond it's that... Virtually, it's like in a different universe if it's farther than your finger. <laughs> well, well saying, that's in a parallel dimension now, so I guess you're <laughs> off the hook. I'm just saying it's like, you know, you really are hiding that well. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to... Th- you know, I, I suspect that there might be in there, but since I couldn't feel it with my finger... Right. We're going to let it go. You can bring that in and shit it out and sell it to all the prisoners and make a lot of money. <laughs> if your ass is like a bag of holding <laughs> from Dungeons and Dragons, you're you're all set for the prison economy. Well, I'm just saying that guy, you know, really is he's got some, um, you know, he's, he's, he's really working there. I mean, it's, he's not just lackadaisical about it. He's not just letting like the tip shove out well, or like a string hanging out. He's like, I'm going to yeah. have to shit this out for days. I tend to agree with you because, you know, one thing Effort. people say about criminals is that they don't apply themselves. They're, they're lazy. That's why they're criminals. But this guy, you know, he's, he's really perfected his craft of shoving shit up his ass, deep into his ass. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, this is almost worse than that movie um, Johnny Got His Gun. Because remember that movie, Johnny Got His Gun? He couldn't say anything, and yeah. uh, he just wanted to die, and, uh, you know, he was just in... Could he wood. hear? Could he hear things He could hear, not? yeah. No, he could hear everything, and, but he, he couldn't, he, he see, couldn't say anything. So this dude, I mean, he's lying on the, on, on the hospital bed. He can't move. He can't even breathe on his own, but yet, you know, he obviously is cognizant of the area around him. He's just paralyzed. His mind's not paralyzed. And what does he know? The doctor is like, he has no choice. He can't even clench anymore. Doctor just inserts hand, <laughs> full hand, into the rectum. It uh, reminds me of that Sam Kinison bit about being a corpse lying on the slab and just being like, oh, I'm finally dead, and I guess it's kind of cool, you know, no, I don't have any problems anymore. And then the, the, the uh, what do you call them, the mortician comes along and starts up... fucking you in the ass. <laughs> oh, oh, it never ends, it never ends. Oh. For that reason, I'm going to give this a 4.75. I give it a 4.5, and I'm only deducting a half a point because he is a criminal, and I am anti-criminal, so some part of me thinks he deserved it. He actually, he brought it on himself, you know? I, I kind of agree with you on that, but I'm still sticking been on the straight and narrow. What do you have okay. here for episode 263? I have got a little story about uh mothering is mother's day coming up it's in may right yeah it's not it's coming may. up no unless, I, sh- I wish i would have had this for mother's day but it's got to be topical right so this unless you have an right oedipus now. complex valentine's day might be mother's day too right i don't julie powers Schenecker. um her mother julie's a mother but her mother called police on Friday morning and told them that she was concerned after her daughter had sent an email saying that she was depressed. Any mother would would worry about her daughter, you know, sending an email saying, Mom, I'm depressed, right? But uh, Julie's mother got kind of concerned. I guess maybe uh, she has a history or sounded ultra-depressed or something. Police officers went over to the house and found Sheneker, Julie, yeah, maybe, they found Julie Schenecker drenched in blood on her back porch, so I guess it's not menopause. No, that's some deep depression there. That's some heavy flow. <laughs> that is just some, all yeah. over the place. <laughs> it's 
still <laughs> menstruating. Uh, and once they saw the gruesome reality of what had happened, the scene was so troubling that a stress team was called to counsel the responding officers. Man, that must have been horrific. Uh, so Julie Schenecker, earlier, before she called her mother, had shot her son twice in the head in the family car, quote, for talking back as she drove him to soccer practice or football for our European friends. Oh, she shot him for some back sass. Then <laughs> the report says that Schenecker drove home to their upscale home and shot her daughter in the face inside the home, which I can't imagine... Was there also back talk, or was this is just like this is for your brother talking back? Like that would suck. Well, I mean, wait, were her kids just uh, you know these uncontrollable little um, ingrates? I mean, is it, is that what this was? Is this like they're just too much back sass for a mother to take? I, I I guess that's what it's shaping up to be. Did you ever get like like if Jeffrey would do something bad, and then it was so bad that your parents would be like, no TV transfer. for a week, or no, just like no TV. No TV for a week, but then that meant like that you and your sister couldn't watch TV either because you guys lived in a small house or something, and then you're like, "What the fuck? We didn't do anything," and your parents just don't care. I think that's maybe what happened. It, it, you know, that, that sounds like it. actually my parents never did that. I was, you oh. know, I was a golden child. But no, I got that my, a couple my, of my parents would uh, they they were fans of sending you to your room, which wasn't that bad oh, because okay. we all had TVs in our room. So I was like, sweet. See? The spoiled you children. Look how you turned out, too. Not good. The girl's name is Calix, which is a weird name. And she's 16. She's, uh, I I don't think these were misbehaved kids. She was on a cross-country running star at her high school. The 13-year-old was, uh, her name was Bo. Why were you, who let these parents name these children? Yeah, no, it's like celebrity names. Yeah. He was in eighth grade. I think, uh... You know, I think a mother needs to have a high tolerance, a high threshold for back sass. Because the back sass starts as soon as the infant, the ingrate, slips out of their vagina. Oh, yeah. They start screaming. The they time. start crying. And it only gets worse from there. It's like, I mean, you have to tune it out in time. You, you can't shoot your kid. When does it stop? 18? 21? Yeah, when they get kicked out of the house. Yeah, I think that's the time. Because then they come back groveling for money. That's that's what you you want your kids to be groveling to you as much as possible. Not gonna get back sass if they're groveling. Yeah, those things are incompatible. But uh, investigators say the teens never saw it coming, so this wasn't like an escalating thing. Like the kid probably was just like, "Mom, can you buy me the new Pokemon?" <laughs> and she was like, "We don't have the money." And he was like, "Yeah, I want the Pokemon." And so she shot him in the face with a thirty-eight. Did you ever have any of those friends who spoke to their mothers just, I mean, just so, it, it was just so offensive that you you even felt like, dude, come on, man. You know, this is oh, awkward yeah. for both of us. It like, was it was actually my friend and his, like, senior, like, my, one of my friends had a really old dad who was, like, grandpa age, but, like, 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 his dad was older than my grandpa, and he was so fucking mean to him, and it was just so uncomfortable, because the dad was always nice to me. Yeah, no, it's just so awkward. I remember uh, a really good friend of mine, actually, in high school, was just so rude to his mother. Just he never got along with her, and I mean, I think he, he's it's since then. I think he's groveled a bit. Uh, maybe he's <laughs> mended ties, but I just remember in high school, she she was also one of those kind of uh, intrusive mothers that um, you know, as soon as you go to her house, like on a Saturday night or something to watch TV, she would just come over and stand to see if she could smell marijuana or anything. And uh, right. you know, ask you loaded questions, but 
to feel to figure out if you were loaded. But anyway, he would always say to her, "It's like fuck off, mom. Just like come right out and be like, would you just fuck off and go to bed? Why are you bothering us? I'm like, God, you're you're swearing at your mother. I n- I never did that's, that. That's failed parenting right there. I don't know. So I think this. I think uh, you know with the the kids that grow up with Grand Theft Auto and uh, the Jersey Shore. I think that's how they talk to their parents these days. So that's why you know I think this mother might. She might have had one of those kids. It's just like, fuck off, mom. I hate you for yeah. making me play soccer. I just want to play <laughs> video games. And I was, I was ju- playing Defender, and I shot my mom in the face with a laser beam. <laughs> I also had, but you ever, did you also have the friends who, like, you were just always frightened that their dad was just going to punch him right in the face, like, in front of you because their parents were so mean? Did you ever have that? No, I've had the I've I had friends that had the drunk mad dad that would yeah. like deck their kid or hit them way too hard right in front of right. you, and then you just kind yeah. of back out slowly and be like, hey, you yeah. know, I, <laughs> I'm leaving. Your friend would be tearing up, but trying not to cry in front of you. It's just like that's even more awkward. I think Jesus Christ. But yeah, listen, this the story goes on though. So she it wasn't she bought the weapon five days earlier. But so she so was been, she this is premeditated, this? yeah. Well, you don't. We, nobody knows. This is still going on, and like the trial hasn't even started. Did she have a husband? She's actually. She this has a husband. Like a revenge? Did she? Yeah, and he's an army officer, and he uh, he's been working in the Middle East when the shootings happened. So that's like, I mean, I can see now that would put a strain on the family, but it's not like he's absentee or like some drunken, you know, layabout military he's dad. In, he was probably the dad that would beat the shit out of their kid. Right, so why is the usually like the other parent will be more lenient, right? <clears throat> well, this it but sounds she just like the kids. It. Well, it sounds like the rod has been spared and the kids have free reign, and the mother's Maybe. a pushover. Neighbor Charanun Sunjinda <laughs> said that the Shenikers fit right in <laughs> when they arrived. Yes, we shoot our children in the face all the time. They fit right in. <laughs> I made up that last part. <laughs> Shenikers had no criminal record, but um. Back in November, she crashed a car and actually caused bodily injury and twenty six thousand dollars of property damage. But you know, people get in car wrecks. It doesn't yeah, say that she like plowed somebody over or anything. Um, and this is the funniest part of the article to me. This is where we're at now with reporting. They go find her Facebook page, right? The reporters. <laughs> Julie always... Schenker had a Facebook page. And she had added more than four hundred friends, as if that means anything about anything. And then the kicker is this is the final line of the article. Now, just listen to this and process it and just let it sink in. Final line of the article. On August 24th, she, quote, liked, unquote, a link that read, quote, be kinder than necessary because everyone you meet is fighting some sort of battle. Oh, my God. You know, so that- she, didn't po- she didn't post that little line. Like, that's an insight into her mind. Some one of her dumbass friends posted it, and she just liked it, and that's how they're going to end the article. With like, that must have been her state of mind because she liked something somebody else, some stupid pablum somebody posted on Facebook. This has got to be the New York Times. Is that where you got this from? Oh, uh, somebody <laughs> sent it in. Oh, sorry, sent in from. Uh, it sent in via Facebook from Joseph. It doesn't oh, okay. say where it came from. It seems like a uh, ap article though because it's like doesn't have a lot of fucking typos and misspellings and bad grammar that is a like sign a of the times one. though that uh and this <clears throat> now whenever someone uh you know does a high school massacre or someone kills her children the first thing they do 
to get any uh, dirt on them as they go check out their Facebook page. As if that, it, it, you know, if that's the hallmark of someone's mental stability. It's well, like their, if, their likes and dislikes and on Facebook. And I don't totally disagree with it. Like, if I'm writing, like, giant 18-paragraph John Steele-side streets <laughs> on Facebook, that's totally legitimate. But you've got to understand Facebook. Like, there's a lot of bullshit that's totally meaningless on Facebook. Like, if there's something meaningful on my Facebook page, like... I have a bunch of pictures of, like, Gacy and Dahmer and, like, me photoshopping myself in giving Dahmer a handjob. Like, that's significant. But just because I like somebody's comment where they're like, I feel sad, but I saw a rainbow, and now I'm happy, and I like that, (laughs) this doesn't mean, like, that I'm super into rainbows or anything. I mean, it just means I was trying to bang that chick. Just wait till you kill somebody, Wackerly. Then, then it's going to be like on your on your page. You know, he, he did host a uh, controversial podcast, and he really liked rainbows. <laughs> so gonna be like he psycho. said he said he he said on his podcast that he liked <laughs> a unquote. Facebook posting about a rainbow. <laughs> That's what it's going to get to. So on the sick or wrong star scale, to rate this article is kind of difficult. I mean, I. I'm inclined to feel that the kids deserved it, but I guess they really had no idea that it was no. about to happen. She snapped in a very weird way where there appears to be no other out, outward evidence of her snapping. I think other no, than buying the gun five days before. I think the bird was mental. I think she was mental. Probably shouldn't have even been breeding in the first place. Sick and wrong star scale, the fact that she shot her kid point blank. I wonder if she like let him sit in the minivan, put on his seatbelt, and then just pull out a gun and blew his head off? Or were they driving? No, he back-talked. He back-talked. So, but I mean, were they driving? And then she's like, all right, I'm going to do this right now. I don't know. I wonder if he's just like, why are you but so fucking quiet? I mean, do you think he was like, why are you so fucking quiet, you fat cow? And she's like, all right, that's it. <laughs> Boom. I bet you that's what happened. I don't know. I mean, usually when you hear moms like losing it and drowning their kids, the kids are really young. Like maybe they raised them for like a year or two and then they just can't take it anymore and postpartum. But these were ki- these kids were developed. They were like doing good and like they're in high school and you know, they only had she only had a couple more years and then she could have been like then they're off to college and I can just drink wine and masturbate with my vibrator all day. Yeah, but think about it though. I mean, you've you've reared these kids, you've wiped their feces up, you you know, you've uh, tr- took them through the snow to go to school. And then now you just got to deal with, like, what, five solid years of just backtalk, asshole, ingrate children. I bet you there's a lot of parents out there who wish they could shoot their teenagers in the face. Yeah, maybe you're right. I I'm, I'm, guess I'm missing the whole how aspect of the annoyance of teenagers. I, you know, I'm, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. My hat's off to the parents that managed to, to, managed to uh, endure that, uh, that horror, <laughs> if you ask you're me. You're not wearing a hat. Yeah, I guess not. Yamaka in the back. So on the second oh, wrong star scale, I'm going to have to give this, uh, just because it was completely um, I mean, out of left field here, I'll give this five stars. I mean, she shot both I'm giving it five. Yeah. I'm giving it a five. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's like a serial killer like entered her brain for, for a half hour, and she shot both of her children. And then sat no covered in blood and called her mom. That's weird. And said she was depressed. <laughs> I'm depressed. Why, honey? Well, I just shot both my kids' face. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus, and uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong.
So the uh, third story here that we got for episode uh, 263 was sent in by Mike. Uh, Mike sent this article. Um, you know, I think Mike sent it through via Facebook here, I think. I don't know if I wrote that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mike yeah. sent this in through, uh, through Facebook. He said, workers went numb in the gruesome call of 100 sled dogs. Hell of a headline. Police and the uh, British Columbia SPCA are investigating horrific reports that the general manager for a Whistler tour company slaughtered 100 healthy sled dogs and then dumped their bodies into a mass grave. <coughs> 100. 100. That's quite a call, if you ask me. Uh, the employee at a dog sledding company now owned by Outdoor Adventures Whistler filed a claim here for post-traumatic stress after shooting dozens of dogs to death. Yeah, I don't know uh, what, what type of overtime this guy got, but I don't think uh, any monetary amount would, uh, would enable me to do that. So the dude was ordered to do it. Like, So the bo- his boss is the one who's on trial. Am I getting this correct? I, I mean, well, it sounds to me like uh, season was kind of slow. They had a bunch of extra dogs lying around. You didn't want to pay for any dog food or, um, or uh, you know, neutering or anything. And he's just like, here, here's a shotgun. Here's some ammo. Let's call this herd. Why you know? not just do like they do in South Central with the pit bulls and just let them all free? Like, let them out your fence. Run I would have done that before I would have shot them all. But, um, but I'm still, can you, can you clarify this for me? Did the dude have a boss who told him to kill the dogs? Yeah, he, no, that's the, the guy. The worker was following Jesus. orders in this instance. It's like Melee Massacre type thing. Like, do you do it because it's your job? And are you still responsible if somebody else ordered you to do it? Or did he have responsibility to be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that, you psycho? Well, I think, that, I think they're both sharing this responsibility the, uh, the company, the owner of the company, and uh, the worker himself. I guess in his claim, though, the worker wrote that he'd killed 70 dogs, but the company corrected that number to 100. The dogs were killed <laughs> Thanks, because... company. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me about that. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Starts bawling. You know, after the 65th, you're going to lose count. The dogs were killed because of a slow... The dogs were killed because of a slow winter season after the Winter Olympics. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that that many people... Well, first of all, go there during the winter, you know, as, as a vacation. And then... We're like, you know what would be a lot of fun? Let's go on a dog sled tour of Alaska or British Columbia. Or How many people do that? Uh, I, I, I don't have a perfect figure in my head, but about 40. Would you do that? Maybe. I mean, I like dogs a lot. But I heard that when, when you go on a dog sled, the dogs just shit while they're running, and the shit just flies in your face. It Okay, all right. So that's one third thing here. It's called... It's kind of cruel because they're whipping the dogs. And the third thing is you have feces flying in your face. How is that enjoyable? They, they don't whip the dogs. Don't they go mosh, mosh, or mush, mush, and just they, whip them? They, they say mush, mush, but they don't whip the dog. You're, you're thinking of some, like, 1920s cartoon image they of do a dog too. They do, too. They snap it. Like, they, they snap it like Santa whips the reindeer. I saw the beginning <laughs> of the Iditarod, and I, I don't remember seeing a single whip. Well, how do the they dogs are, the the dogs dogs are insane. Run? They're like they're like meth heads. They're like totally amped up and just all you hear because there's all these dogs at the like starting line. He's just bar- like just really loud barking. You can't hear anything but barking because these dogs are crazy. They just want to run. They're just like sitting there and just like let me fucking run, man. Come on, man. Come on, let me they're run. They're just I ready go get to go. Eight ball. Come on, let's run. Yeah. 
So as soon as uh, you know the, the the gunshot goes off, they just they just take off. You don't even need to yeah. incite them. Yeah, and they're, and they're in a pack, so they're all like egging each other on. You know. So the company here says it's also investigating the mass killing, and the employee no longer manages the dog business. Uh, they said that the employee continues to get our support as he heals from his injuries and his illness. You know, I don't know how much time is going to uh, transpire here, but those night terrors don't go away all that easily. Believe me, <laughs> I know that. Um, you should watch the movie Cujo. That will make you feel better. <laughs> uh, the worker describes in detail here chasing after a dog that survived a shot to the face. Although she oh, had the Jesus left Christ. side of her cheek blown off and her eye just hanging out, he was unable to catch her. You're really fishing for the votes on this one. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to be able to love that dog. You know, a lot of people rescue dogs. If the dog's eyes hanging out, I think I'd have to put that dog down. Didn't you see that posting on the internet, though, with the cat with no face? They got run over by a car and somebody's taking care of it. I posted that. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Actually, that would be great. I would love to have a cat that, or an animal, you know, that had no face that healed and was living fine because, you know, that's the type of animal where it's like you walk around and people are like, oh, wow, cute. What kind of, oh, my God. Is, it, is that thing living? <laughs> I don't even want to yeah. touch it. It's, the yeah. whole, it's a dog from The Walking Dead. Another apparently dead dog was dumped into a grave. Nora, he said her name. He had shot her approximately 20 minutes before, and she was crawling around the mass grave that he had dug for the animals. He had to climb down into the grave with 10 or, other, 10 or so other bodies of dogs there and put her out of her, of her misery. Um, according to the claim, the dogs panicked as they watched their compatriots being killed and attacked the worker as he finished his job. At one point during the slaughter, he had even ran out of ammunition and had to kill an aggressive dog with a knife. I mean, this guy takes his job very seriously. What yeah, did they hire Rambo? Doggy Goebbels. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it's like, who do they hire? It's like, I mean, how many people, if, if, if you work for a company and they're, or even if you work for the Humane Society and they're like, you know, here, we're going to give you a dog electric chair. We got a, these dogs have been here for a few months. Will you just electrocute these 12 dogs? Would you be like, F this, I'm going home? You know, you bring up a good point. That I didn't even think of, and I don't know if you meant to bring it up, but like we're it's also horrified. We're also horrified by this, right? Like the dude killed a hundred dogs. A hundred dogs. But humane societies, and from what I've heard, even PETA and dog shelters across the country euthanize probably millions of dogs a day, right? And, and we always think of the, oh, they're, those people are pet lovers. And they have to do it because the pets keep coming in, but they can't find homes for them, and they can't feed. So really, is this that much different? I mean, do, do we really think that he, if he would have <clears throat> put an ad on Craigslist, he would have found homes for all these hundred dogs? No. I, so yeah, but he so could have let these dogs go. I mean, he was living in a rural community. It's like these dogs. But then they would have gone. Then they would have gone around and just died of starvation and attacked uh, like you know people's pets. All right, if he had euthanized them. Like uh, in a humane fashion, I, I'm just saying. I picture this guy's Instead like full on Terminator with a shotgun to the face, and I, but you know, he's got a knife, a, a Rambo hunting <laughs> knife that he's chopping the dog's, you know, sli slicing through the dog's throat. It just sounds yeah. like a nightmare. It sounds nightmarish. 
Uh, the worker said that he had worked for the company for years, lived on a farm with the dogs, and developed a strong emotional bond of mutual love and trust with these animals. Well, yes, me, not. the guy's got to be a sociopath. He said yeah. he had consulted a veterinarian after being told to get rid of the 100 animals, but they refused to euthanize healthy dogs. He had previously killed at most four or five dogs at one time. Um, I feel bad for this guy. I, I, I couldn't even imagine. I, I would be tortured by these, uh, these nightmares, these images. My and night he tried, would be he tried that to get worse. the vet to do it, right? He tried to get the vet to do it, and the vet was like, no. And then he goes to his employer, and, and can you buy some like more dog chow? And, do- and the employer's like, no, I told you to get rid of those dogs. I'm not paying for food. Yeah, but like, at that point, I would quit. I'd say, okay, well, then why don't you kill these dogs? But he's the only guy who takes care of them anyway, so if he quits, he knows they're going to they're gonna starve. This dude is in, like, a morally bad place. Yeah, no, he was in a, between a rock and a hard place here. Well, I still think it's horrible, but I, I feel bad for the guy. The Vancouver Humane Society is now calling for a ban on sled dog tours. Uh, the details well, of how these on, dogs are killed are absolutely shocking. This is what happens when animals are exploited for profit and become surplus to requirements when business is bad. Um, the SPCA also is not impressed with, with, the, with most sled dog businesses. Uh, they claim that they've had a huge problem with sled dogging industry for years, adding that some dogs are tied up all day on short tethers with little chance for exercise rather than being taken out on tours because of uh, lack of demand. Mm. I think I would be upset about having to tow around a bunch of fat tourists, if you ask me. Well, but there's like eight dogs towing around like two fat tourists, so it's not as bad as it sounds. It might be. <laughs> all in all, I, I, I do, I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to start a, a Jew, Jew pull Jew pull business. Wait, are you like, saying you would have Jews like attached to tethers to leashes here? Yeah, pulling. Um, and you would like pull Gentiles? people around. Uh, where do you want to live? You want to pull people around the desert? Jews seem to like the desert. Maybe like in the sand. Markley, you know, I, I think I think you have white supremacist leanings. I've always suspected this. Oh, the Jews love it. They, it's, <laughs> they think it's fun. You should see them. They're so excited to pull the cart. Would you say mush mush? Moishy, moishy. <laughs> Toss Herschel. matzo balls at them. Yeah, <laughs> Get us all revved exactly. up to go. Um, on the sick and wrong, on the sick and wrong star scale here, I'm gonna have to give this five stars. I mean, this guy. First of all, I mean the act in itself. He slaughtered a hundred dogs in a vicious, violent, horrific fashion. But then, if you look at it from his perspective, this dude has to live. With yeah, the memories, it's horrifying all around. Yeah, and 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 the the you know the the thought that uh, he actually did this, and he did this for what, eight bucks an hour? He didn't or own the less. company. Yeah, or less. It's Canadian it, dollars, right? They're worth so I don't even know, less than dollars. Amounts. I'm giving this five stars. I give it five, but I I, I don't fault this dude because I think he had no, he had no other choice. I think, but I still I, think it's horrific. I don't know. I fault him. I even fault soldiers at like the Mylai massacre. I wouldn't do it. I'd walk away. Everybody does. Yeah. Well, that that was I mean, clearly they should have disobeyed their orders. It's written into their whatever code of soldiering or something. But this this I think this is different because I think like the the Mylai or my is it Mylai? Mylai? I mean, it wasn't like if you don't burn this village down, all these people are going to die an even more horrific death. I think this is different in that he knew that if he didn't shoot them in the head. They were going to starve to death, which maybe is more horrible than having a quick death. 
Possibly, but I think uh, he could have put forth a little more effort. I think the company could have put forth some effort to have somebody adopt these dogs. I don't think you needed to. Oh, the, com- the company I blame completely. Don't get me wrong there. The company I blame completely. It's just the dude who did it, I think, was left with very little choice. But what do I know? He's probably a fucking cock. <laughs> I mean, well, he works for a fucking dog's leg company. Like, come on. <laughs> I know you're making it about to be like uh, Diane Fossey or Jane Goodall here with the. Uh, I'm Siberian imagining Huskies. Ryan Gosling playing him in a heartfelt movie about <laughs> his love for these dogs and the tragic ending of this movie. You're going to be tearing up, okay? That's what I'm thinking. I, I can see that. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go to sickerownpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 263. We're actually got a few phone calls to Sicker on Hotline 206 3846 is that number. But before we get to that, how about a quick word from our second sponsor here, Audible.com. People, Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, educational programming. Uh, They offer 80,000 hours of audio programs from various content partners. Go check it out. Over 1,000 science and tech titles and over 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles. And they're adding more all the time. So get a free audio book download when you sign up for a free trial today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Well, all right, Whackers, I mentioned before we got a few phone calls, sick and wrong hotline, and a couple emails to the sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com address. Um, but before we get to that, I want to give a big uh, thank you here and express some gratitude to uh, Patrick for uh, sending me these very unique gifts that I got in the mail yesterday. Let me, I don't know if you've actually seen this. Let me, let me read the, uh, the letter you sent. I see the one in the background. Patrick writes, D, I apologize for the tardiness of delivering my special Hanukkah package to you. But with the hectic pace of the holiday season, I didn't have the time to complete this package until after the holidays had passed. He says, I'm sure you've seen Mike Myers' Austin Powers movies. I have. And when the first movie came out, I was genuinely touched when I heard that Myers created the Powers character in tribute to his father. When your father passed, um, I was similarly moved, and as were many in the Sick and Wrong audience. I can't pinpoint the exact moment, but I remember being at work one day, and an image popped into my head of a menorah. And a menorah is a kind of a Jewish <laughs> candle, la- candle holder that they uh-huh. use around Hanukkah. But this menorah had a fiery red pentagram at the center of it. I've, I've never seen a menorah with it until, until today, uh, with a, or yesterday, with a fiery red pentagram. Um, glowing brightly like a red-hot branding iron. You know, Patrick here has some very interesting daydreams. I, I don't know. Hey, he needs to see a therapist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a daydream of that. I'm usually thinking of tits or girls wearing lollipops and mud yeah. wrestling. It was at that moment that the sick and wrong menorah was born. He he searched the internet, but of course no item actually existed. Yeah, you know what? I don't think anybody but you (laughs) has ever had that idea. (laughs) Well, let's go on the eBay. Maybe somebody's got one of these things that I daydreamed about. I'm going to do a Google search for fire red pentagram menorah (laughs) and see what happens. And uh, nothing came up. So he actually found, he commissioned a blacksmith in his local area to physically create the vision that he had in his head. <laughs> and uh yeah, uh special thanks go out to Rod Sullivan at sullivanironworks.com for doing an amazing job of of crafting the heavy metal menorah out of heavy metal. 
Now, next year, let me see it on Game Let me show you here, Wacker. Oh, wow. It's, it's, <laughs> That's quite amazing. It's amazing. It's got an S and a W here. It's got a huge pentagram in the middle. Spikes on top. I mean, I think you could almost kill somebody with this thing, but it's heavy. Or, I mean, it's, or you could or you could rake the yard with it. <laughs> it I, you like know, I could rake the yard with this thing, actually. <laughs> I like but, that there's a W on this, so now when you celebrate Hanukkah, I'll, I'll be there in spirit a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, Simon and Wackerly right there. But I, I mean, I, I'd seen Hanukkah this. I, like, I, I can't even imagine. I, I don't even know what my father would have said about this. I think my father would have been uh, impressed, duly impressed. But he would have been yeah. impressed. I, I think he would have been I, impressed. Taking it back is better than impressed. I think he would have been impressed and perplexed <laughs> by yeah. uh, by seeing this. Amused. Needless to say, I am impressed there, Patrick, because uh, you definitely surprised me. He also sent a sick and wrong dreidel here. Do you see that? Right, um, sick and wrong dreidel. Oh yeah, um, is this sick and wrong in every face, or yeah, he said uh, it's a sick and wrong dreidel that he designed and hand painted himself, and a pentagram yamaka too. Um, he he definitely went all out. I'm I'm like outfitted to be a satanic Jew right very, now. Very very Jewish gift package. He says he there. presents his group of handcrafted mementos to me, D, as a tribute to your father, the rabbi, as well as a salute to your own appreciation of the underworld of heavy metal music. Father and son together is one forever. Thank you, uh, Patrick, for, uh, for doing that. It's, it's very thoughtful, and uh, I, I'm totally impressed. He says, uh, thanks again for all you do, and I extend my gratitude to Lance, but I know how skittish he is about dealing with the public or maybe sick and wrong fans specifically. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't send me anything. I wish the both of you a great uh, great year ahead. By the way, I do come down to the city frequently to see concerts, comedy shows. I'd love to stop by when you have a free moment on a weekend and buy you a beer or shot a bullet. You know, yeah, I would love that. Next time uh, I'm in town, um, we'll have to uh, take you up on that. Also, he Clippers said... Clippers game. Clippers game. Clippers. He also said, uh, please enjoy the bottle of Jägermeister included uh, in the package. And uh, I do love uh, the Jägermeister. In fact, I'm going to have, have some in uh, just, just a few moments from now. So um, thank you, Patrick, for uh, saying that. And yes, may sick and wrong live forever. Well, it definitely will with that menorah there. I'm also enjoying my chocolate coins. Um, maybe oh, I'll nice. send you some there, Wackerly. So thank you, Patrick, for uh, saying those gifts. Totally surprised me. I was, uh, I was floored, to say the least. Well, Wackerly, as I said, we have a few calls here. The sick and wrong hotline, uh, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, why not play call number one here? Hey, Dean Lance, what's up? So, you guys probably heard about the Midwest fucking getting hit with snow. You know, that's uncommon. But uh, that was the sickest and most wrongest thing in history. Uh, I was visiting my mother for the day. Forgot about it. It was going to fucking snow like that. And half the time, they freak out about two inches. So then I ended up spending two days over at her house because the fucking plows wouldn't want to come out and plow the fucking driveway. That was awesome. Nothing like spending 48 of my hours with my mom and her fucking boyfriend. That's excellent. Anyway, <laughs> wrong. Have fun. This guy's lucky his mom didn't shoot him in the face. After two days, yeah. having this kid Seriously. stuck in his house, I, I, I don't even know what I would do. Especially if my kids had moved away and then came and visited. And then they were, then we're all trapped. In the, it'd, be, it'd be like The Shining. I heard it was the most snow that Chicago got for like 30 years or something. Or ever, or maybe like even of all recorded time or something like that. Dude, it was absolutely insane. I read that uh, people were snowed in on Lakeshore Drive, which is, I mean, an expressway through the city, right. and they had to abandon their cars. 
Yeah, it's not out in the middle of nowhere. It's like in the center of downtown. You know that like it's weird. I I, I couldn't. Even... I saw the picture. There's just all these cars parked there, covered in like five feet of snow, and just sitting there. Like, oh, I had to leave my car and go into like a shelter. Like, and some people fuck, didn't want to leave their cars and stayed in there, like sub zero temperatures for like what, like twelve hours. It's insane. Okay. I, I've noticed something about this podcast, especially with the remotes. Like, you're wearing a t-shirt, right? Yeah. And I, and I and I'm forced to wear like a sweatshirt, and I'm pissed off about that. Oh, I know. Like, I can't imagine if there were five feet of snow outside. I'd be fucking livid. We just was in yesterday. We went to the bar. I'm, you know, I'm down in L.A. here in Los Angeles, and uh, people were right. complaining because it was 63 degrees outside. Oh, Jesus. And people were like, 63. it's so cold here. It is so cold. Oh, my God. I had to wear, like, a jacket. And I'm looking at them like, do you realize what's going on right now in Chicago? People <laughs> have to leave their say, cars. Do you realize what's going on right now in San Francisco? It's 53 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> but, you know, I do remember, though, because I used to live in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a few years. And I remember, like, when it would snow heavily there, and it usually did, at yeah. least, you know, a couple times every winter. And when I say snow heavily, I'm talking, like, four feet, three feet of right. snow. Right. But um, I remember, like, what they did is because there's nowhere to put all that snow, and I think they're having the same issue in New York City. They would shovel the snow over the cars. So your car is parked there on the side, and yeah. they would the, the snow plows would go through and just shovel the snow over the cars. So in the morning, no, yeah. I, had to get, you know, I had to get up and leave for work at like 6 in the morning, and uh, I'd walk out and be like, where the hell did I park? It's just everything's just white. And then you had to go get a shovel. Everything's a big lump. Yeah, you had to get a shovel and actually dig your car out. And you uh, dig out, like, three before you actually find the one that's yours. Like, oh, fuck, this is an orange Hugo. It's <laughs> a blue Hugo. cup of Sierra. Do you remember starting your car and having to let it go for a little while just to heat up? Yeah, and what I even remember better is scraping the ice off the inside of the windshield, but you're so late for work that you just scrape, like, a two-inch slit. So you can, so you're like, driving, it's it's the- like you're driving a World War II tank. <laughs> And I can't believe I never ran anybody over because you can't see shit. I just remember uh, I I had just visited uh, P-Town, actually, in Oakland, California. And I went oh, really? back in the winter. It was like in December. I went back to Chicago. And I'm sitting here digging my car out. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing living here? And then the next yeah. month, I moved out to California. Yeah, everybody should move here. Oh, wait, they already tried to. And that's why everything's so goddamn expensive. <laughs> Well, good luck there, people in the Midwest. You know, um, I heard the groundhog came out yesterday, so wouldn't they say it's almost spring? Two weeks? Well, that's not how it goes at all. It's if he sees his shadow, then it's going to be more winter, and if he doesn't look at his shadow, then I I think they said that he did not see it. I thought he didn't see his shadow. He did not, so there should be more more, uh, earlier spring. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. So hopefully uh, it'll be an earlier spring and you people won't have to suffer anymore. But uh, you kind of deserve it for living there. All right, uh, <laughs> the second call here we got is, you know, I got to say single-handedly, this is the worst impression I have ever heard of a minor celebrity. Um, let's okay. uh, see if you can guess who that celebrity is. Hey, it's Rallo. You can <laughs> Fucking faggots don't continue <laughs> with the show. I'm gonna tear off your heads and spit down your throat, you fucking faggots. Then I'm gonna fuck you both in the ass. 
With what, Rollo? <laughs> Your nose? <laughs> you know what? I think Rollo sounds slightly intoxicated there. A little too much tequila. I think he's been smoking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it was an impression. And maybe it is a bad impression. Or maybe it's just a bad crack habit. It sounds to me developed. like, uh, yeah, like a couple rocks and a couple 40s at Colt 45. I mean, that, uh, I don't know how, I mean, you have to be drunk for that to, to, to sound like that. But hands down, the worst Rollo impression I've ever heard. It helps if you can say the name of the person correctly that you're trying to <laughs> do the impression of instead of Rallo. Rollo. Yeah. yeah or the- Rolo, Rolo, I would have accepted also. Yeah, that's but good. I think he's just—I think it is Rollo, and he's just been mainlining crack in his neck hole. Do you think when you're just ahead, do you think the head the the hangover's that much worse because there's nowhere for you know the the pain to disperse yeah. throughout your body? Of course. Well, my main my main hangover cure is beating off like 17 times. <laughs> you can't do that if you're just ahead. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, the third call here um, is actually a response to uh, you, Wackerly. So here we go. Oh, great. Cool. Yo. No, I'm not. Toodle D. Dude. Lance, I fucking lost my fucking virginity at 17 in the weight room at the high school I was at. Took my girlfriend. Fucked the shit out of her at the, uh, in the weight room. Dude. <laughs> Put her over the fucking bench for us and Fuck the shit out of her. So, top that, bitches. <laughs> Wait, where did he say he fucked her? The elliptical machine? What did he say? Bent over what? Uh, bent over, I don't know, some elliptical machine? Is that what he said? I, I, I couldn't even understand what he said. What kind of a high school has an elliptical machine? That's faggot shit. <laughs> so, and what, just, you know, just because he's dating the, 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 15 pound circular weight and he fucks the hole that doesn't count <laughs> yeah i wonder if he had the courtesy to give his coach a reach around you know yeah. at least so i don't get it what did the other weightlifters do they just ignore it or continue <laughs> like you know flexing in the mirror like what happened here I see. I, I'm kind of a, imagining that this is the guy who like stays at the weight room till 11:30, and then the janitor comes in. They you know, that's a pretty other. ballsy move, though, to, uh, um, you know, have sex with a girlfriend in uh, anywhere in the high school. That is. You know, uh, I remember one time we snuck in to the uh, pools, and I tried to have sex with my girlfriend there, but was denied. Into the pool, like, after hours. You ever do that in high school? No, the pool was indoor. There's yeah, no we had, in, we had an indoor pool. How'd you get inside? I had a friend that uh, he worked for his the mother. No, his mother, his mother worked for the school. Like she was like one of the uh, guidance counselors or something. And he just was the mother the your keys. girlfriend? No, she wasn't. But oh, he snagged her bad. keys, so he had the key to the school. So we all snuck in. Wow, and, uh, that's amazing. Swam in the pool with our chicks and drank wine coolers. And I tried to get laid, but uh, I never actually succeeded in having sex on school property. That's kind of... I, I wish I could do that. I mean, underwater, everything's secret. Exactly. <laughs> That's my rule. <laughs> Under the sea. Well, good for but, you But there. obviously, you know, I, you know, people got laid way before I did. That was the whole point of the story. I mean, it was true, but the point of, te- the, point of the telling was that, yes, I, I got laid... Uh, A little later on in life, yeah. I mean, later you know. on in life. Later in life. 
Exactly. I murdered my first person at eight <laughs> years old, though, so fuck you. Well, uh, kudos to you there for uh, deflowering or being deflowered. Or de- do, de- is it, what does it call when it, a guy's called deverginized? You're deverginized if you're a guy, you're deflowered if you're a woman, right? I believe those are the rules, yes. All right, so congratulations there. Mazel tov on being deverginized in the weight room, even though I, I, it's kind of a little gay. No, it sounds a little gay. It's very gay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we we have one uh, email here I want to get to uh, before uh, we take off here, Wackerly. So uh, hang on. Uh, we got an email from uh, Phil. Phil says, "All right, lads. Ned, Ned, a non-educated delinquent news. The Scottish answer to Chavs have now got their own movie out." Trailer and info below. Filmdates.co.uk slash films 1819-neds. It's a movie called Neds. Non-educated oh, delinquents. Okay. It looks good. Right. It's got a couple guys from um, Train Spotting in it. So Really? Who? <laughs> Not Ewan McGregor, right? No, no, no. Uh, it's uh, What's his name? I forgot that guy's name. I think it's the guy that threw shit all over that. Uh, remember that uh, he spent the night at his girlfriend's house? Oh, Spud. The guy Spud. Spud. I think I he, he's the guy that's in it. Okay. So uh, I'll watch that. Yeah, thank you, Phil. I, I love watching shows. I love watching movies where you can't. You can only understand every fourth word because the slang, the 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 brogue is so thick. But uh, I've heard. Of, I, I keep seeing about this. People post about this show, and I assume they're all from Europe or the UK. There's some like bit big fat gypsy wedding show uh, that's about like you know like the 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 tinkerers or the the travelers the uh, what do they call them oh the, the travelers the, the pikes the pikes right well j- yeah it's like some uh, it, I don't know if it's a reality program or or like a dramatization but everybody seems to say it's awesome but I, maybe it's only girls who like it and maybe it's like when girls say that you know like the Real Housewives of New Jersey is good when in actuality it's shit but yeah. I still want to maybe try an episode. What what's the new show? Or is, it's a new show here. It was an English show. I think it's a, it's about like a trailer trash family, like a white trash family, a chat family. And uh, now, what's Shameless? it called? Shameless. Shameless. Yes. I've seen it on buses. What what is the deal with that one? Oh, that's like some lower class family with a, a shitty dad who all he wants to do is party and have sex with chicks. And and strangely enough, like I I think I've seen the the UK version. It seemed pretty good. But they're like casting William H Macy yeah, as, as the, the dad. Lead. I just I don't he, see he's old and straight laced. It's weird. I just don't see that one transferring over. I don't see it being popular here. I just don't think people get it. Yeah. Either that, or It'll they're going to completely pervert it and change it from what from the original. You It'll know, flop. I, yeah, which they tend to do. So, well, thank you, Phil, for that recommendation. I'll have to go check it out. Um, you know, I like chaps, so I'm sure I like Ned's as well. Uh, Love Chavs. Love the Nets. People, if you haven't, people actually, if you do want to associate with some Chavs and Nets, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum (laughs) at sickandwrongforum.com. I don't think there's any shortage of uh, Chavs, Nets, or Pikes over there. Um, Have you been on there recently, Wanker? Yes. Yeah, I saw something. (laughs) You know, I I was on there uh, with someone mentioned it's like you guys want a thousand ratings, and then mentioned something about uh, this. Kind of goes into my next point. I mentioned something about, like, in the U.K., we have a certain amount of ratings, and here we have almost 1,000 ratings or 900 yeah. ratings or something like that. Not, and they're like, well, you've already reached 1,000. Yeah. But here's – it's not that simple because 
it's some some of the ratings are on both sites, like they're duplicated. So you can't just add them together. It's some, there's some ratio that are cross linked, and I, I but some of them aren't. So I don't know. We got to be over a thousand though. Like I really think you should show your balls. Well, no, I I feel, and this is kind of goes into my uh, my next point here. You know, people, we we appreciate when you subscribe to the show on iTunes, and it does help out the show, and it it gives us a lot of attention. And I think a lot of people. The only way they, a lot of people, the only way they find about, out about podcasts is through iTunes. They go to the comedy page, they see the elephant taking a shit, and they're like, oh, that shit looks interesting. And then they see, you know, when you're highly rated, it's like they'll see, oh my yeah. God, these, these guys got 900 they, ratings. Here's what happens they good. see the elephant taking the shit, and then they're like, oh, maybe I'll click on that. And they're like, what? Mark Marin, the comedian from the 80s, has a podcast? And then they download that one instead. Mark exactly. Marin. <laughs> Jesus Dude, Christ. it shows huge. It shows huge. You I know. Check out I know. I, the last thing I saw him doing was stand up in 1984. But people, you help us compete by uh, giving us a rating. So anyway, on the forum, someone said you guys have a thousand ratings already. I'm talking. I want a thousand ratings in the U.S. I think that's that's, where what, that, that's what we need. And so someone, I believe it was, uh, I think his name was Nerd or something, N U R D, said, "Well, why don't you guys read like you know your favorite rating of the week?" And so I, I was like, you know, that's kind of a good idea. I haven't really been on the iTunes page and even seen any of the ratings in a while. Nerd so, lives in the East Bay, by the way. Does he really? Well, yeah, he's I, a local man. He had a, he had a good point. So here's my favorite rating that uh, that I guess it's not. I don't know how current it is. It's from the last month, but it says it's by Five Fast. He says needs more slide whistle. Dean Lance are pretty no. fucking funny, and the show has definitely become one of my favorites. The lowdown. The guys compete against user-submitted stories of the sick and wrong persuasion. Winner gets beer, surprise gift. Stories are current, so you won't be hearing about gross shit you've heard over and over again on forums or shock sites. Their website could use some work, but the forum is fun if you can get past all the duders that got diddled as children. <laughs> yeah, most of them. They tend to act out by being misogynistic and purposely shocking. That kind of stuff needs years of practice, and it helps to be funny, hot, or nerdy, or a hot and funny nerd like Lance Wackerly. Oh, so um, apparently this person is a fan here of Wackerly. I'm, I'm assuming it might be a girl. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, they, they, there I, you I'm go. trying to get more slide. I'm trying to get more slide whistle in. But ever since I just haven't settled into the slide whistle zone since we sort of split the studios up. I think you lost a slide whistle. No, no, I have it somewhere here. I know. I almost, I could actually point to it. I just can't reach it. It's about like way behind me, like ten feet. All right, I was but just if I worried went back that there, I'd be away from the mic. Well, I was just worried that we we're going to have to hire a doctor to paralyze you and extract the slide whistle because I was—I haven't seen it in the past few shows. If I die and you can't find the slide whistle, <laughs> that's where you should stop looking. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind that's been up there before. So thank you, people, for uh, subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us ratings. It does—it uh, you know—it it does help the show. Also, uh, thank you for uh, buying a T-shirt at the Sick and Wrong store. I got a few shirts to mail out. I know uh, some people got some for Valentine's Day presents, hopefully for their girlfriends or their mothers or their grandmothers. But um, I'm going to mail those tomorrow. So uh, hang on, people. You'll get those soon. And if uh, in the meantime, go to the Sick and Wrong store at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Click on store and buy yourself a Sick and Wrong tea. So the Sick and Wrong song of the week was sent in by Chris. Chris writes, Oh, my beautiful boys. Two years I've heard your voice weekly, and I've been thinking on how I could get your attention. You see, I have no boobs to show. Only cock. I have nothing sexy I can say and send in because I have a feeling you'd not be turned on by my voice. My only option is to send in a song that I recorded. 
Many times I've heard of you speak on metal on the podcast, and I have a metal project called Bubonic Wrath. Hell of a name there. (laughs) Yeah. I just recently released an EP on October's Mist Records. I include a song from said EP called Dead Wind of the Scorched Earth. Doesn't that sound like... Yeah, it sounds very metal. Very metal. They they need a good album cover. They've got the good metal name. They've got the good song metal name they need a good album cover that's like super freaky and sort of acid i'm picturing like alf like walking through a desert like dragging you know the body His entrails of, yeah maybe alf's entrails dragging but it's got to have alf on the cover you know i agree uh, Mr. Simon, please play my song in your podcast. If you don't, I will know for sure that homosexuality runs in your family and that sick and wrong is just an excuse for you and Lance to have anal sex on a weekly basis with no one in your circle of friends or family finding out. God, he's on to us. How's this guy, how's this guy find out our secrets? I don't care if you don't it's like the song. pretty obvious, actually. I don't care if you don't like the song. Just prove to the world that you have at least a 45% chance of being straight. I'm going to prove it to you, Chris. Uh, you know, I actually do like helping out the band, especially the independents here. So uh, we're going to put... Well, show. if they're halfway decent, some of them really suck that send stuff in. So. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I haven't even listened to the song yet. So I'm... I'm, 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 a, I'm I don't know. I conjecture here, but I think it probably is uh, Grindcore, a lot of Cookie Monster lyrics. Probably pretty heavy. Yeah. What do you think? You know, I, yeah, I don't, I'm hoping. You know, I, 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 I doubt we're going to be listening to like... I don't think it sounds like Taylor Swift, but maybe... You know, he may, he might surprise me. So uh, we're going to end the show here with um, a song called Dead Wind of the Scorched Earth by Bubonic Wrath. Bubonic Wrath. I like that name. Uh, people, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 264. In the meantime, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. And uh, I hope you're not too deterred or bothered by the lack of cheerleaders. You know, if uh, people listen to me or listen to the show, uh, maybe the cheerleaders might be back sevenfold next next year, you know. Uh, next season godfather of cheerleading and uh you know this probably goes out for a lot of the people uh that are going to be at wackley's house but also you people at home uh you know don't drink eat seven layer dip and then drive you know i i think it could get kind of messy and that's what a lot of people do on the super bowl you know it's like you gorge yourself on all this food get drunk you drive and uh the diarrhea hits you before you get home right so i'm just saying before you leave the party exactly shit before you leave the party. All right, people, take care. We'll be back next week. Until then, take it easy.